Oh, God damn it. We've done this. What happened? Thank you. Whoa, whoa, God. lady, lady. Yeah, Don't get no, involved. she's right. It's not. She's, yeah, it is. No, we're not doing this. We're not doing this, Dave. I feel, I feel like I'm, I'm like locked in with this mic. Like I'm. This is the greatest setup of all time. Well, here's a tale about fathoming. I'm gonna nod off during this. This is just this luxury. Is super. What, what is it? Luxury. Glamorous, I eat it. This is like a second Stephen Hawking the show. Uh-huh. Uh, I wonder what that guy would sound like. Go ahead. It's Gareth. So tired. Uh, well, hello, San Francisco. This is our last uh, of a very long tour. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I saw that, too. I don't know where they're coming from, but things are appearing. It, yeah, so was that there when we came out, or did it just... Well, just... remember, there was a big one earlier, a regular-sized hippo, and then now there's this, so I don't know what the fuck is... There was. When we got here, there was an there was a actual hippo. Yep. Uh, here. By request. Uh, is it someone in the front row that put that up there? You do. Okay. Um, figure this out. I would get it. This but is I'm like gonna... drinking champagne with a lover. <laughs> I would grab that hippo, but these chairs are so comfortable. I can't move. Oh, hippo. Uh, we'll get him. Do we, want, do we have any announcements? Um, we should. Our our book comes out in book comes May. out in spring. In spring, yes. Is it May 9th or seventeenth? May 9th. Well, someone, that's great. someone who, someone who helped. Who uh, and we would like to here. thank uh, Patrick Barb, who helped us with the book, who is supposed to be here this he's evening, here? but he has no. He has. Uh, he's dying from the flu, so he's dying. So he's gone. Well, whatever. So the that's book's the end done. of the book the, run. The book's locked, so he can do whatever he needs to do. Yeah, we point. got what we need out of him. He's he's gone yeah. and and forgotten. Um, <laughs> no, he's great. And um, who else? There's someone else. To uh, uh, Kevin Jones, who. Uh, Helped me, did a lot of work writing this uh, this particular episode. I want to thank him. He lives here in San Francisco, and he uh, he also wrote uh, the the Hanford, the famous Hanford episode, that one where uh, the river's going to die in a few years. <laughs> that, one. that one. Well, they're having fun. Oh boy. Um, anything else? No, there's something, but I've forgotten it. Will no, hey. <laughs> oh, we're the number one podcast in the world. Oh, we're the number one podcast in the world. We, the we made world. It. We were number one on one, uh, one, number one. No, one. iTunes said we won the we won we podcast. We won iTunes, and that's uh, we they, also should thank Steve Wilson. When we yeah, Steve Wilson, he runs he runs uh, Apple. Uh, but uh, when we hit number you one, you got to see their new Galaxy. They have Apple. I, the iPhone's doing a Galaxy now. Explodes bigger. <laughs> it's a competitive market, DA. What are you doing? Checking out some shit. 
Um, so we have a guest, and uh, he's uh, he's a, a young buck. Uh, he's uh, he's just getting going in comedy, and we wanted to support his endeavors. Um, he's good trying. kid. He, he's trying. Good kid. Good kid. He, good he, clean kid. Good clean kid. He's going to come out here. He's going to try his best, and we want everyone to get behind him. Um, and if you get a chance, I think his first he's doing his first show in, in uh, Melbourne this year, if you're uh-huh. down there. Uh-huh. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, Will Anderson. Uh, I fucking love this theatre, by the way. Yeah. What an adventure when we got downstairs and I was like, oh, we are definitely at the wrong place. This is... This is not where a fucking podcast is happening tonight. And then I realised, I thought, did they think that you booked Wes Anderson? It looks like... <laughs> the fuck is going on Sorry, over here? Sorry, we're okay. having... Apparently I already signed that hippo. Dave... And now it's, I've signed it a, twice. So Dave was... Hang on. You've previously signed the hippo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the second time he signed this hippo. Do you have questions? <laughs> you shouldn't. Should be no questions as to what's going on. I'll sign its spine. When, when did I sign? I signed that at Podfest. You know what? I signed so many hippos. It's probably the only hippo I've signed. But now you got two, two of me, and then Gary's like the saddle. Here, no, I'll ride on his ass again. Too. Whoa, whoa! Give him a nice little. This seems like a bad time to do this. <laughs> Signing stuff, maybe. There he goes. Well, I hope you're happy, audience. What about Will? No, no, no. I feel like we've done enough. Will won't sign hip. <laughs> People are like, no, no, no. We want to see another guy sign the fucking hippo. I have an idea. We came out on Sunday night on Thanksgiving weekend to see some fuckers sit in more comfortable chairs than us and sign some shit I don't own. <laughs> Get on with the fucking show. We need to work tomorrow. That's what I was sensing from the audience. We're in a Wes Anderson film in a venue listening to a podcast we've paid for that we could listen tomorrow in the car. All right. Stop signing shit and fucking yell out a date and start this fucking story. To be fair, it seems pretty mixed. So. Can we hear the, those against? I mean, I'm that's not, just don't, crazy. You can't. I'm not, a, I'm not a, like a trained monkey. You can't just tell me what to do and then... <laughs> November 30th, 1943! Wow. Seems kind of modern, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. Yep. James Mitchell was born in Stock... Joey Lawrence is here. So, fucking, uh, that guy gets it. I love that you were so reticent, too. He was the one guy who didn't fucking cheer and clap the date in the first place. Everyone else was cheering and clapping, and then you got in on it late. You were like, oh, all right, I suppose everyone else was doing it. And then you fucking knew what it was, and you were like, oh, I'm back. I'm interested. Should have clapped, shouldn't you? Yeah. Fucking believable. I'm upset. I know. You'll be all right. Okay. 
James Mitchell was born in Stockton, California. His brother, Arthur Mitchell, was born two years later on December 17th, 1945 in Lodi, California. Shout out. Are you guys really from Lodi? Yeah. My, 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 Lodi till you die. My uncle, my uncle taught uh, high school history at Lodi. Hi. Do you, any of you guys have Pat, Pat Anthony as your teacher? Ah, fuck it. Imagine if point? he had a student who knew nothing and he had microphones. <laughs> Their parents, J.R. and Georgia May, were from Oklahoma, and the boys grew up in Antioch, California, which had a large Oklahoman community. Okay. Yep. Uh, for their entire lives, the boys referred to themselves as the Okies from Antioch. Catchy. Yep. You're not, you're not going to forget that. No. And it makes people love you. Yep. From a young age, the Mitchell brothers were taught that, uh, that what was considered normal didn't matter. Only family did. Mm, now that is loaded, huh? Will, are you there? I can't see you. You're... Hi. Uh, so that the only thing that matters is family, not if you're following the society laws. Oh, you mean the other stuff that matters? All the stuff outside of your home, which is a good amount of life when you think about it. I don't know if that's going to uh, be a thing that comes up. Interesting. In the uh, 50s and 60s, J.R. made his living as a card shark. He also taught the brothers the importance of the long con and passed on his distrust for law enforcement. Jesus. All right. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. All right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, when they were kids, he once ordered them to flip off a motorcycle cop who was driving by. Talk about a long con. I mean, <laughs> hey, you're playing that for a while. <laughs> I mean, that feels like the shortest of all cons. Yeah. <laughs> it's literally when you're like, let's brainstorm some cons. Okay, you could flip off a cop as he goes. Yeah, by. in. That's it. Lock it in. Long con it. <laughs> let's roll. All right. Now what? Rocks through windows. Bingo. The long con. Yeah. I don't Let, know what long con means. Let's just kill him. Do the long con. Exactly. Yeah. Like I'm saying. The brothers were inseparable. They addressed each other as Bob. <laughs> Hang on. Yeah. So they just cut. Okay. So firstly, they're inseparable. I mm-hmm. imagine you mean just they hang out together. Yeah. They're not like Sa- no, no. They're not connected. Yeah, they're not okay, connected. Cool. Siamese no. brothers. Yeah. Like two, which is weird when like once like three apart. years. Yeah. yeah. Like two years later, you're like, oh no, it happened again. <laughs> Power lines. <laughs> but they just called each other Bob. Yeah. Bob, uh, it was Bob. a joke. Uh, uh, about the fact that they were around each other so much that they were basically the same person. Okay. Kind of a long con. <laughs> Very much so, Bob. Thank you, Bobby. Uh, but there was a clear difference between the two. Even in the early days, Jim was the stern leader with big ideas, and Artie was the joker everyone wanted to be around. And they were always the life of the party, whether it be at school or at the local pool hall. <laughs> All local right. pool hall? Yeah. Who, who writes that? Who, local, the local pool hall. <laughs> yeah. I did. Oh. <laughs> After high school, the Wait, brother. What just happened? I wrote. No, uh, yeah. Okay. After high school, the brothers joined the army because that was the only way out of Antioch. 
There's someone from Antioch that's laughing back there. You go, yeah, that's, yep. Yeah, they get it. They had to join the army to get here tonight. So they're anti-Antioch, which is rare. Thank you, Dave. The rest of you, I don't know, sort of bleak. They're just awk. Jim. We miss just awk. Jim. Jim served two years and then went to Diablo Valley College and then San Francisco State. Yeah. That was the beginning of uh, around the, when the SF hippie culture began. And every day there were protests about Vietnam. And then uh, some of the more colorful people were fighting uh, for change uh, with the cause of sexual liberation. Oh, boy. What? I just don't think the bobs are going to enjoy this. Maybe I, gonna... Ironically, because there's a lot of bobbing involved in yeah, that Yeah, that's sexual... true, actually. Yeah, you'd think the bobs would be down. Right. Speaking of a down bob... <laughs> A long con, a medium-sized con. I don't care. If it's a con, it's in. (laughs) The man at the front of the sexual liberation movement in San Francisco was named Jefferson Poland. He had co-founded the Sexual Freedom League in San Francisco and many other cities. So they branched out. He started here. The Sexual Freedom League? Yeah. (laughs) All right. They go full contact in that league, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And the good news is, no uniforms. No unis. <laughs> hey, Coach, Fumble do- those balls. <laughs> Coach, we doing full contact today? Oh, we're going full contact. We're going to penetrate the defense. <laughs> and then fuck them. It's a two-part system. <laughs> We've done the. It's an orgy. Let's just get out there. It's an orgy. Uh, Poland would uh, sit naked in the middle of college campuses like USF no. and UC Berkeley. No. Hmm? Okay. How do people feel about that? It was the fucking time they were like. That's oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. They just let it happen. But he's at university, right? Is yeah. that where he is? Yeah, he, said, he would do it at universities. He would go sit naked at universities. But, like, where do you keep your pen? In your, in your butthole. Oh. That's what about any I, paper you have? What? Or like any other stuff. Oh, you keep, everything in, you keep everything in your butthole. Oh. Oh. Okay. I do. Huh. Do you want a pen? I do not want a pen. Uh, I'm good on pens. I don't need anything from you. I need nothing. In uh, the Bay Area, the chapters of the Sexual Freedom League were known to host nude parties, which were basically just orgies. They hosted at least 28 in the first year. <laughs> so they're fucking knocking them out. Nude parties? It's yeah. like every second weekend, right? <laughs> or third. I mean, that yeah. is fast nude party math. <laughs> this man I mean, has nude partied before. Oh, I'm familiar with that schedule. Yeah. yeah, you need well, a week. Trust me, so, you need the down week. It's every other well, week. Well, it's kind of like like well, it's like kind of like once a fortnight, and then like in the holidays, maybe like once every week. Yeah, right. Happy holidays. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, sort of, sir. Or polar days, as he would call yeah. them. His name was Poland. Okay. <laughs> I, uh... Okay. His name was Poland. Uh, yeah. Poland uh, well, whatever. Fuck off. His name was. 
And pole has two meanings. He would have been like, they're polar days. You know what I'm saying? Like, he would have said that all the time. Uh-huh, I bet. Uh-huh. I bet he said that all the time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Constantly. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway, back to you, Dave. <laughs> Eventually, Poland broke away from the Sexual Freedom League <laughs> that he started. Poland seceded? He seceded. <laughs> And uh, he started his own church called the Psychedelic Venus Church. Good. Yeah, we all wrote. That's like, a, that's like a hacky name you'd see on, like, Dragnet. Like, <laughs> it's, it's so fake. It's so fake sounding. <laughs> Illegal party circuit. At uh, its meeting, all the members would smoke pot, and then one of the wim- women would be chosen to be the Venus. Uh, <laughs> hmm? I got a bad feeling about being the Venus. No, no, it's going to be fine. It's going to be totally normal. Uh, she would lay on an altar naked. Okay, so now let's... First of all, who has an altar? <laughs> yeah, but if you do have one, it's a waste not to get someone nude on it. <laughs> That's that era stripper pole. That's right. the party station. I mean, you don't just get a stripper pole to hang your fucking coat on. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. there for a reason. Yeah. Test it out. Yeah. <laughs> I think Waka Flocka has one. Right. Yeah. You know what? I was on Gumtree and it was like an altar. And I thought, that is a bargain. And I just fucking got it. And now we need to get someone nude on it. Okay. It's wasting away. Ikea has some great altars. Great. The altar slogans. Yeah. Jesus. How the fuck do I put this together? (laughs) So the woman would lay naked on the altar and honey would be poured onto her vagina. <laughs> Not what I... And then came the bees! <laughs> Alright, you're Venus. Let's play Hive. Come on, guys. Let's play around a Hive with her. <laughs> Bears in the neighborhood were like... <laughs> While the women watched, each of the men would then lick the honey off the woman's vagina... And then they would all have an orgy. Why the honey? Uh, well, it's just... They just like honey? It's I like, you know what it is? Yeah. It's, a, it's, an, like, it's like, you know, at a restaurant, like the chef will... Oh, it's an amuse-bouche. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something to get you in the mood, you know? Get the... This is from the kitchen. It's for free. Everyone gets to go, a, and then we get The chef made this especially yeah. for you. Locally sourced uh, honey. Uh. Organic. I know the bees. You'll love this. It's a real farm to labor experience. Yeah, so. it's right. Farm to label. It is just... <laughs> Poland would later legally change his name to Jefferson Fuck Poland. <laughs> Why? Because uh... he loved to fuck. Oh! <laughs> I mean, it, it feels... What does the F stand for? Well. <laughs> also, it feels like Poland might have misread that. Do you know what I mean? Like, it does seem like it's a political statement more than it's a... It's like, fuck yeah. Poland! Especially with the first name Jefferson. <laughs> right. <laughs> Jefferson fuck Poland. Yeah. Maybe he wanted to fuck Poland. Right. <laughs> Middle name, my middle name is fuck. Fuck. Like, I, gotta, like, I gotta do that. Yeah. I have to do that. Yeah. Uh, a reporter uh, investigated and wrote that uh, Poland had difficulties having sex 
and had staged the orgies to help him overcome his issues. Oh, this is so weird. <laughs> so it's just like this guy, he can't, so he's like, trust me, I have an altar. Come over. The We're going to put honey on her. The only way I can get hard anymore is, is if like 18 people are fucking. I mean, okay. Oh, all the things you have described do sound like they're made up by somebody who has never had sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Then you put the honey on the vagina, right? As one does. And We're going to catch up them titties and then do what we do. <laughs> the regular stuff. My, my middle name is fuck. Put a McNugget in my mouth. Let's dance. <laughs> Uh, All right. Do you want chili from my penis? How do we do this? Uh, after a little while, Poland uh, started calling himself Jefferson Klitlik. <laughs> it's a nickname. <sighs> I mean, again, I mean, he's getting closer, I guess. But Klitlik. <laughs> And then, and then <laughs> who's approving these names? Are they like, sir? What we approve? Fuck yeah, yeah. too vague. <laughs> I'm more of a clit licker myself. Tastes like honey if you put honey on it. What do I have to fill out? And where's the notary? How does this work? Hey, Your Honor, can I uh, can I just make one last statement? <laughs> oh. So I'm gonna have to. I'm actually changing it to Jefferson Finger up the butt Poland. I um, <laughs> am learning so much. I uh, nope. I want to be called Finger Bang, Finger Bang Thompson. I've had a weird week. I want to be uh, Jefferson is the G spot real Poland. I believe it to be like Narnia, uh, fictional. And full of crazy beasts. <laughs> oh my god. That's the talk I'm gonna have with Finn about how the vagina is like Narnia. It's in the back of your wardrobe. Right. You can get lost in there for a long time. <laughs> you might come back with some monsters. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, naturally, Jefferson, uh, uh, he was left to take care of someone's daughter. And, of course, he, he did something wrong. And then he ran off to Australia. Uh, Australia. Like, firstly, don't all, like, somehow that's now my fucking fault. Well, you did like, do it. Born and fucking raised in the USA, and you exported your problem to our fucking country. You didn't. Well, well we I've have plans for our new pres too. We're. Uh... Hey, thanks for uh, not extraditing him until 1988. Yeah, why 20, did you do 20 that? years later. Why did you do it like that? Why are you harboring creeps? Is he a friend? Be honest. Do you know him and hang out? Don't lie to all of us. Do you, have you ever said, hey, Clitlick, what are you doing? Hey, Clitlick got the honey. What's the Addy? Okay. Uh, one time, and he goes by Nutella nuts now. Ah. Delicious yeah. transition. <laughs> Nutella. <laughs> uh. So Je uh, Jefferson Fuck Poland was far from the only guy. Wait, I thought he was Clitlick. Uh, I like Fuck Have Poland. Have some respect for Clitlick. 
I think he didn't change it to like I think he was, was a fuck po- yeah, he yeah, just he was like, still yeah. officially yeah. fuck, fuck well, and then he got a PhD and he was just Dr. Klitlick <laughs> why's your elbow hurt no, tell Dr. Klitlick I'm an arm doctor Oh, that's just my name. That's my personal thing. No, I'm not a doctor of... I can't get hard. I, uh... <laughs> so he was far from the only guy with a liberal view of sex in San Francisco at the time. Carol Doda was a cocktail waitress and go-go dancer at the Condor Club in 1964. One night, the club's publicist convinced her to go on stage wearing a first-of-its-kind Ruli Gernrich monokini swimsuit. Which meant that basically their boobs are just out. Uh, there That's was no monokini. Yeah, there was no strip tease as uh, patrons were used to. She just came out and danced topless for a half hour. Huge success. <laughs> Quickly, there were lines. By the way, fucking how proud was that fucking publicist of himself? <laughs> Because it was the publicist who suggested it, right? He's oh, yeah. come into the meeting and he's yeah. like, you know what? The bit where you tease for 20 minutes, cut that shit. Walk out with your top off. That's, That's the whole song and dance. Say. That's the song and dance Not of it. it. Get to the boobs. I don't know if this will work. I'm the publicist. <laughs> then the money's me. rolling in. I went to publicist school. I know about these things. Right. Tits out. <laughs> I was naked at that school. Oh my god, fuck. It, please, Clitlick. I've put I've turned the fuck page. I That was an embarrassing phase. So, North Beach in San Francisco became wall-to-wall topless bars. Uh, the dancing mm-hmm. topless trend caught on across the nation. <laughs> okay. I love how you yeah, say yeah. that like it was the Macarena. <laughs> Or like Gangnam Style, like or like whatever the one where you pretend you're a mannequin is. Like, it, oh, it's the hottest new thing. No, naked people has been cool forever. Yeah, like it's the original it really, meme. It's you like legalizing I mean? weed. It's like, right. yeah, uh, that's probably going to help things for you. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> lean in, into it. Up until now, they had burlesque, but they never just had someone coming out and going, "Here it is," and da- and so this was like a revolution in right. uh, t- titties. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, it's, fa- right. it's just fast burlesque, isn't it? It's like yeah. quicker. It's, like- it's getting to it. Yeah. Uh, at her peak, uh, Dota performed 12 shows a night. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. And she, it's, that must have started like five, five to 12, I would imagine. I, mean, I don't know how long really shows jamming were, I mean, she, well, she like danced for, it was 30 minutes each yeah. one. So 30 she's minutes a shot. Well, that's what the first one was, so I imagine it was. So she's yeah. dancing six hours a day. Yeah. It's like I mean, a lot of dancing. That's a fucking crazy amount of dancing. Wow. Anyway, I, this is a conversation we should have. Yeah, we'll do it. Later. I like it. I like. I like. Oh, yeah. I like the seriousness of it. And I think let's get into it. Right. I mean, imagine being her, guys. Right. You know, when we when we like to slow it down for math. Yeah. Let, right. let, let, yep. uh, she was the first high-profile dancer to get silicone injections. Oh. Right. So she's the first one with the big old uh, tatas. She went from Medically th- speaking. She went from 34 Bs to 44 double Ds. Now, David, I think it, you're good at math, but I believe that those are much bigger. Yeah. That's mostly silicone. Well, those are, yeah. That's She's a whole from Silicon Valley. There you go. She is Silicon Valley. Ads ran calling her the new Twin Peaks of San Francisco. Because it was hard to understand her? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
she ended confusingly and then came back 15 years later. <laughs> Her breasts were insured by Lloyds of London for 1.5 million. What? But what does that even mean? I, I guess in case they pop or right. they fall off. Like, I don't know what, what? happens to and breasts. Then what is that? And then so what? She just gets a payout? If, if her, if her right. breasts get cut off by a, a, oh. a oh. breast Not in, cut a, in a breast no. accident. No. Then, something, uh, something more fun, Dave. Jet skiing. Uh, jet skiing. Oh, okay, what about yeah. one gets stolen, right? Right. By, so like, like, by an Indiana Jones-style robber. And what they've done is, in the middle of the night, put something on that's of the equal weight, yeah. and they've stolen it away. She goes to put her bra on, and she's like, that's sand. <laughs> and then the ball starts. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, then the other one, down a corridor. Yeah. And it's like the Temple of Boob. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember. This all happened. But yeah. I don't have to read that part. Nope. <laughs> now... Right around this time, Jim Mitchell had graduated from college with a film degree and gained a reputation as a talented line producer. Hmm. Hmm. But it wasn't enough to pay the bills, so Jim got a doorman at New Follies, one of the two movie theaters showing nudies. Sure. Nudies. That's when he got the idea to take nude photos and sell them. His first nude model was a random stranger he saw on a beach wearing a bikini. She was blonde and big-breasted, so Jim went over and talked to her and convinced her to take her top off for $10, telling her the photos would, quote, make a lot of sailors really happy. Hashtag yes, old women. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not lying about the sailors. No, it's the, she was like, oh, it's, if it's for the military. Oh, yeah, these boys are, they can't stand that much right now. We need you, ma'am. Show them. His idea was to make money off the photos and use it to make uh, real films. But Jim had found his calling. He was really good at getting people to take their clothes off. This is such a gift. Uh, and sometimes he would even get them to have sex while he took pictures. Yeah, well, look, I mean, you're having a session. It's, it's a barely an escalation. Yeah. You're naked with uh, sex, obviously. No. I've been there. Good Lord, I've been there. I mean, I've been there. I was there for five years. I was in a, uh, I don't like to talk about it, but I was in a horrible photography scandal where I was uh, convinced to have sex on camera for years. You know, and I mean, it's, it's easy to fall for that stuff. You know, you go over to a guy's house. A guy tells you, meet over. He's got a great guacamole recipe and you go okay I'll go over there and he's going oh you know you, what if you got naked and you're like uh, I mean I don't know and then you do you do you do and that's it and then you know talk for a while and you're like whatever and you've sort of dealt with it and then you know you go you go back a, a couple of times and it's drug related and uh, you go back a couple of times and then you know the next thing you know you're having sex on camera for money so what <laughs> I did porn I mean it's like Get off your high fucking horse. And fuck you, Dave. Honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, fuck you. Uh, Jim sold the photos very quickly. And uh, easily to stores around the city and make good money. And then he decided to take it up a notch. Being a filmmaker, it was a natural transition to shoot films of naked women. At the time, these were known as nudies. And it, he could make even more money. So he made his first uh, nudie filming a, a woman with her top off, and he paid her $25. It was about six minutes long. So it's just what, a, it, okay. that's it. That's all it is. It's, it's, just, just, it's just a topless woman, and she's being shot I mean, isn't film. that amazing, though, the first time that he ever made a porno, he got the exact right amount of time that people know. <laughs> 
then he met Danny Plot. <laughs> Um, so it's just six minutes of just like sitting there like, are you sure? I, I, I mean, I imagine she moved around. Maybe. Oh, okay. She's moving around. Okay. <laughs> he sold it to the theater he worked at uh, for $100, sight unseen. So he made $75 profit. Okay. Uh, Jim could make three nudies a week. It wasn't hard to find participants. <laughs> why, why couldn't he make more? I mean, not that he should have, but it doesn't seem like a, scr- a stressful schedule to sh- shoot 18 minutes a week. Well, you got to get the... You gotta yeah, get the, you got to get them, but uh, it seems... You got to get the couple, crew together. A couple of dice on the script. Uh, yeah, yeah. You got to write the script. Okay, I wanted to have lunch with you to talk about the character. <laughs> she's not she's got, uh, she's got uh, normal. Yeah. But what I want you to think about is why doesn't she have a top? Yeah. Yeah, and what, has she ever? How'd you how'd you get there? How'd you get topless? I you like know? to think she's mourning, or it's a protest. <laughs> However you want to play it. <laughs> it wasn't hard to find participants because it was San Francisco in the late '60s, and free love was king. And it was a way for young hippies to make easy money as they transitioned from pot and acid to speed and heroin. Well, fun transition too. Yeah, fine. <laughs> hey, uh, to pay for those really terrible decisions you're about to make, here's another terrible decision. <laughs> it's a threefer. Get in. It's a trifecta. A little H for you. <laughs> Even women on Jim's crew supported making porn because they believed in free speech. Uh, does that match up? Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. What What are you thinking? I mean, I, I guess it seems it seems like you're fighting for freedom in a way, but I don't know about speech. freedom. Freedom to take off your top or whatever. Sorry. Freedom to have your boobs out. I don't think that's the same. Freedom of speech. Here, no. here they are. No. These. I'm talking with my huh tits. Hi. Sorry. I'm t- I'm talking I'm talking with my breasts. Oh, now I get it. Mm-hmm. I see it now. Now yeah. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Jugs. I think we're... I don't know if we... How are you? What's going on over there? I, uh... <laughs> oh, sorry, I wasn't here for a bit. Um... Are you thinking about breasts? No. <laughs> I've been... Uh, so the quality of films uh, were terrible. Not that it mattered because... <laughs> of course! Not that it mattered because the theaters spliced together all the loops they could buy to make... A two-hour feature. So they would take all these six-minute f- films of women just topless and put them together. And put it in a movie. Here's here's this week's. Feature. Here's a movie. So sort is, of. Is this the story about the guy who invented red tube? Because that is literally what you're describing. It's red just tube. Red tube, or like porn or like. Anyway, I'm not going to name them all, but there are places on Talk the internet where. Oh, you don't need to tell me I worked in it. <laughs> it's Years. weird. All I hear you, you're just saying bookmarks, my bookmarks. Yeah. That's all I'm hearing right now. Yeah. HuffPo uh, and Pornhub. Where else do you need? So they would splice them together for a two-hour feature, and then they would run that for the entire week. Week? Then, yeah, so they'd run, they'd run it for a week. You've got to see this movie. They... Oh my god, the plot. It is. This girl takes off her top, and then another girl takes off her top, and then another girl takes off her top, and then another girl takes off her top. I've heard about this one. Yeah. This is where their tops are off. It's like last week's. It's like, yeah, it's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. It's like last week's. That one gave me a boner. Oh, man. I know, yeah, you were very obvious about it. (laughs) Well, we, we shouldn't have sat next to each other. There was no one else there. It was super... 
awkward decision making. Weird, weird to sit next to each other. Weird not to sit next to each other. Right. That's we the problem there. with going we to the porno. We were that. We were there. We were there again. Um, if the theaters didn't keep the material fresh, the horn dick daddies would go somewhere else for their kicks. Sorry. Hang on. What the fuck? The just, horn you... dick daddies? That's what the Mitchell. Isn't that a Brian Setzer band? <laughs> Brian Setzer and the Horn Dick Daddies. Yeah, yeah. I love them. That's what the Mitchell brothers called the guys who went to the theaters. The you customers. mean the Bobs? The Bobs. They they yeah. call them the Horn Dick Daddies. The Horn Dick Daddies. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't like the Horn Dick Daddies. Uh, no, I think they're fine with the Horn Dick they're Daddies. They're fine with the Horn yeah, Dick Daddies. They don't have a problem with the Horn Dick Daddies. They're, they're down. They don't like the cops. Oh, right. The long con. <laughs> this is a long con. You're in it. But nudies, which just showed breasts, uh, went out of style pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> See, isn't that just, that's like the issue, though, right? Like, yeah. I guess from it, like, we've just, we keep right. evolving, like, we're like, let's yeah. go further, let's go further. Yeah. Yeah. And now there's, like, machines that'll, like, pretend to be other humans that you just sit in and get fucked by. Like, Wait, we're never what, gonna... What? We're, What's happening? You've seen these, there's, like, there's, like, machine, like, virtual reality machines where you can sit there and then, like, a weird little, like... Yeah. You know, uh, like a like a uh, like an like an utter suckers on yeah. your penis, and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah, I don't need to talk to anybody. I can just lay here and get machine fucked all day, and that'll be that. I gotta get groceries later. I'll just grub hub it. I'll just grub hub it, and I'll just get utter fucked here alone in my fake world till we run out of water, and then I'll be like, no, I need water to fuck the machine. Ah. I messed up. Anyway. As long as Amazon's still selling lube, it's all fine. Okay. You mean Amazonian lube. That's the only one you use. You've always said that. Yeah, I only, I, I, I don't, I like to get it straight from the Amazon because that's where lube was invented. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so, the nudies go out of style. So, Jim's crew, which now included Artie, moved on to what were uh, known as beaver films. <laughs> Nature docs? Yep, about beavers. Uh, Look at the teamwork towards building the dam. We're going to build a dam and we're going to get the beavers to pay for the dam. <laughs> beaver films were of a woman showing her vagina and simulating masturbation. Simulating? Yeah, faking it. Just faking by the way, isn't, how do you? Let's fake? be honest. Isn't simulating masturbation masturbation? masturbation. But it, it's I think not. She's not actually touching herself. She's not actually. No, I think this was so, just so now just some like height, slightly above. Yeah. Like, yeah. And now some revolutionary guy's gonna be like, "What if she touched it?" <laughs> no, no, no. Hear me out. She almost is. It looks like she is. What if she did? Holy fuck. Now that she's touching it, you know what I'm thinking? Honey? Uh, No, no, Clint Lick, get out of here. We locked that door, Clint Lick. (laughs) You're in Australia. Honey? Sorry, I, I just did an Australian accent. You guys probably didn't get it. You, you're doing an Australian accent. You guys didn't pick up on this? But... <laughs> this is my normal voice. This is my Australian accent. G'day. It's amazing. 
that's very the different to me. The if first... you guys think it sounds the same, you're fucking racist, not me. So... I do uh, I do an Australian accent. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hello, governor! All right, we're good. We're good. We're all See, fine. to me, that sounds beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's not, it's not right. Mm. So, uh... All the local porn directors in San Francisco were in competition, which caused them to constantly be pushing the boundaries. Soon the films were showing real masturbation. Because <laughs> that dude came in. Wow. You're going to love Chase. He's got a lot of out-of-the-box thinking. Except and, on this one. And in-the-box thinking. But I, but I guess it's going to stop here, right, guys? Yeah, the, the, oh, it doesn't go further. Okay, good. Yeah. There's no way. Soon a man was fucking a stool. Yeah. Uh, by 19... 19- <laughs> My favorite Clint Eastwood sex type. Yeah. <laughs> I talk to you now, I fuck you. They eventually called that anal, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Uh, by 1969, there were 25 beaver houses in San Francisco. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> what do you mean? Beaver houses? Beaver yeah. houses. Yeah. Yeah. Actual actual yeah. beavers living in houses. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, what are the beaver? I mean, I know what they are, but what yeah. are they? It's a theater that's showing the beaver films. Right. Yeah. Beaver houses. Yeah, what? beaver houses. Yeah. Some guy thought it was Leave It to Beaver one day. This will be fun. Oh my god! Holy shit! Where's I'm, Wally and Lumpy? I'm never leaving here. Oh yeah. Uh, there are an estimated 100 filmmakers and uh, performers working on uh, the, the Beaver movies. Sure. Uh, the city was I making... I mean, but also, by the way, that doesn't seem like the right odds. Are you saying there was 100 performers and 100 filmmakers? No, 100 altogether. People, oh, okay. Yeah. I was going to say, that is not a good allocation. Of no. <laughs> no. One, one, one filmmaker for each porn. All artist, right. So. It's kind of like a Big Brother situation in a way. And Switch. All right. Uh, the city was making a name for itself with uh, porn. New a York- good name? Nope. Okay. N- uh, the New York Times Magazine declared San Francisco to be the porn capital of America. Even though... That's right. You guys should be... You should be proud. Uh, you lost it to uh, Chatsworth. Trump. Oh, Chatsworth. Yeah, yeah. Chatsworth. Uh, uh, you get a stray dog or porn in Chatsworth. <laughs> We've got all two in Chatsworth. <laughs> Even though showing beaver films was illegal in the city, uh, the cops never bothered uh, with beaver houses because they were too busy dealing with all the crimes from the city's growing drug problems. And the DA never prosecuted cases anyway, so there was no point in doing anything about it. No one cared or complained. Even Supervisor Diane Feinstein was in support of residents watching theater porn as long as it didn't hurt others. She was just sure. Remember when she was a human? Uh, <laughs> after making hundreds of films, the Mitchell brothers wanted more. They wanted to open their own theater. Artie and Jim scrounged every nickel and dime they had and borrowed from anyone and everyone. And then they started looking for a theater. The space required two things. One, it had to be in a safe neighborhood so the horned dick daddies wouldn't have to worry about getting mugged. <laughs> and secondly, no carpet. Some sort of hosable floor, I imagine. Linoleum back then, maybe, I guess. But definitely something. Um, uh, two, 
they had to be able to put their names all over it so the customers would know that it was high quality. Okay. No, oh, I'm, so they're the name you can trust in, in Beaver Flicks. Yeah. Well, I'll never mind. Uh, after several rejections, the brothers convinced the owner of a former Pontiac dealership on O'Farrell Street <laughs> to give them a long-term lease. That's great. <laughs> they painted. The what are you going to do with it? Well, we got some ideas. Are you familiar with Horn Dick Daddies? Oh, we're no. tapping into that market. I am a Horn Dick Daddy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, we're the, we make Beaver films. I'm Bob. This is my brother Bob. We only believe in family rules, not yours. Anyway, this will kind of be like a masturbating factory. <laughs> You sell all models. That's awesome. You guys had a good thing going. Uh, so they painted the windows black and put in 200 theater seats and set up a movie studio upstairs. The O'Farrell Theater was born. It opened during the first the week. O'Farrell. Oh, O'Farrell. Oh, O'Farrell. Oh, uh, it opened in the first week of July 1969. By the end of that week, it made $600. The next week, 1000 The third week, nine co- cops kicked in the door. Well, you almost I mean, said nine cops yeah. kicked in the door. <laughs> that would have been the best, by the way, even if yeah. it was the two combined. Yeah, yeah. There was like the nine guys, but it was so free love back then that the cops came in, no batons, just yeah. erect penises. Yeah, just their belts on and their badges yeah. and their hats. It was just like, guys, cocks out, you know, if you leave no bruises, you can dick slap them. This All is right, the guys, rules. yeah. Turkey slaps only, guys, come on. Come this on, guys. Baseball. You know how to deal with this. You knew the deal. Come on, guys. Come cock. on, guys. Cock, cock, who's Guys, there? cock, cock. <laughs> Oh, hi. Use that cock. <laughs> uh, so, um, yeah, the cops kicking the door, ripped uh, the film that was playing out of the projector, knocked over furniture. And We're told, taking this downtown. <laughs> and told the employees they were coming for the Mitchell brothers next. But the Mitchell brothers were actually upstairs hiding because they had a bunch of weed. Jim later turned him... You know they just smoked it. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not the... Right. Ba- they, you try to escape, but if you're high, you're like, dude, hide behind the cans. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? This is good stuff. <laughs> Shit, dude. I think I'm getting paranoid. I feel like there's a bunch of cops downstairs. <laughs> I love you, Bob. I love you too, Bob. Bob's not here, man. Oh, shit, Dave. What? So, uh, Jim later turned himself in and was booked for hardcore obscenity. (laughs) Yeah, like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, The worm was turning in San Francisco against the, uh, against liberal sex views. Politicians and local, uh, the local population had had enough. Families didn't like seeing movies like Pink Beaver and the ABCs of Sex on huge billboards. But you can't like uh, you, uh, as some uh, you can't judge Pink Beaver until you've seen it the whole thing. Also, how do you know it's not about a Pink Beaver? Like, yeah, uh, it is. Yeah, it is. It's delightful. Who, who it's was, a story. Yeah, it's a story about a. It's like Rudolph, but with a beaver. Yeah, gets, he's the best builder. Who gets? End. Who gets? Uh, it gets a lot of dick. Yeah. It turns out he's a shaved beaver. That's why he's pink. But it still is... <laughs> Whatever. It's a good kid's... It's a Disney movie. Yeah. 
It was originally me called a big pussy. But they went with... Uh, and there were rumors of a theater in the Tenderloin showing a film of a man fucking a pig. Rumors. Okay. All right. So now... I mean, you know what? So the guy who was like, maybe she touches it next, they brought in a new brain. It was like, fuck it, just have that guy bang that pig. Come on. The one thing we know about the inner suburbs of San Fran is they like bacon. Put some bacon in it. They'll love it. I love that it's a rumor that... Did you hear... Did you hear about the movie they're showing in the Tenderloin? Oh, man, forget it. You don't need to go to a beaver place. Go to the pig hut. Wait, what? This dude bangs a pig. Why would I want to watch that? Oh, his tail straightens. Ah, <laughs> oh, dude, it is... Man. It doesn't... As a guy, as a, as a pretty conservative guy, I was like you. I was like, I don't want to watch... Dude... You see it? Ah, uh, I saw dude. it. Oh, dude. Uh, Dynamite, right? Ah, uh, when he orgasms dude, and, when and he, he says, that'll do, pig. Dude, that'll he hasn't do. seen The best. Dude, he the hasn't best. seen it yet. Don't tell him, dude. Oh, he hasn't sorry, seen sorry. it yet. Spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. Yeah, yeah, spoiler, yeah. Spoiler. Yeah. Oh, dude. Whew. Dude, it is... Oh, man. You gotta get there. I'm, I'm a vegetarian. Yeah. <laughs> Me too now. I mean, I got to keep those babies around. That's what I say. I don't want it in my belly anymore. I want the opposite. You guys are being a little oi for my fucking taste. What do you think this is? Uh, and to top it off, there is now a new DEA, uh, so DA, who uh, found porn offensive and would prosecute cases. The cops tried to put more pressure on the theaters. During raids, they started arresting customers and charging them with viewing obscene material. And Beaver House audiences thinned. But the Mitchell brothers were fighters. They hired a lawyer named Michael Kennedy. Kennedy had defended the infamous Chicago 7 and Huey Newton. Kennedy went right after the obscenity law. He uh, convinced a judge to file a restraining order against the police. (laughs) Who were now barred from arresting the horn dick daddies. (laughs) So the horn dick daddies are secured. Yeah, they're fine. Now they can't get fucked with. Right. So they've essentially got horn dick daddy immunity. Yeah. Yeah. They have HDDI. The next day, the cops raided the O'Farrell, but this time they just turned up all the lights and shamed the customers. <laughs> oh, that'll, that'll, that'll stop pervs. <laughs> they're like, oh, cool. Oh, my God. You know there were a couple people in there who were like, this is kind yeah, of my fantasy yeah, to have you watch. Uh, Holy actually, uh, shit. I'm always yeah. like this hey, idea. Hey, uh, officer, could you shine your, uh, your, your flashlight over here, too? I feel like this shaming thing is not working. That guy keeps winking at me. How you doing? How are you? How are you? Uh, good. Yeah. Oh, uh, light, lights off! Uh, no, no, keep them on. Turn the strobe on. Uh, I have so many weird fantasies. Turn your sirens on. Sir, is that a pig? Let me lick your badge. <laughs> Come on, don't be weird. 
you guys have created the perfect environment for me right now. Let me sniff your belt, lick the badge, touch your hat. Come on! Uh, the police arrested Jim and Artie. The raids continued, which caused the press to follow the story. Also, reporters just wanted to hang out with the hard-parting Mitchell brothers. I like that. And the crowds at the theater increased because people assumed if it was being raided so much, it must be because it was showing the hottest movies. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> so they're helping. Yeah. Yeah, the cops, it's so hot there that the cops watch you. It's insane. <laughs> I don't know what their plan is. Can I be a bike cop? No, go to the theater with a guy's jacket. Come on. Uh, the rookie's throwing up again. <laughs> Kennedy then won uh, the Mitchell brothers' case. That's crazy. It also helped that a commission had uh, uh, that had been appointed by President Lyndon Johnson to look into porn because of a fear that porn was leading to rapes and murders. So an 18-member commission studied the impact of pornography on American society. Uh, I will volunteer for this position. <laughs> I will gladly, uh, I think, I, I, as it dis- right. disgusting right. as it is, I would love to throw my hat in the my, ring. My hand was up first. I, how many are we talking about? My because I will first. legally fight this man. No, no. To, 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 the, the, to undo the injustice. I've been jerking off since I was eight. Oh, my God. <laughs> Look. I, I belong on that panel. Do you know how many titties I've seen? I'm going to need to watch them all again to come to my decision. My beautiful decision. I have an army of cummed-in socks in my closet. I deserve to be on this commission. We're sending them to Vietnam. I've never fucked a woman. I just masturbate. Put me on the commission. I'm coming right now. Put me on the commission. The commission. <laughs> What's going on, Will? Oh, no, I felt like you guys had that one covered. <laughs> felt like you didn't need a tap on the shoulder. I'm here too. <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> oh, man, you want coal during Christmas? I'm sure there's someone in here who like invited their wife or whatever, and they're like, "No, it's not that dirty. It's not that bad. It's just like a history podcast." It's no, history. It's not it's normally. History. This is more dirty than usual. Yeah. Oh, it's way oh, yeah. more dirty. Yeah. It's way more dirty. Yeah. Uh, an 18-member commission studied the impact of pornography on American society after two years. And two- <laughs> I think we should start watching these naked. To really understand the plight. I feel like this next sentence is gonna I'm gonna enjoy. Could you just repeat what you just said there at the end? The eight, after, oh, two, after two years and two million dollars? Okay, so Yep, go. That's what I thought of when I read that. Eighteen people. Yep. Two years, two million dollars. Yep, on porn. No, we just need another month. <laughs> How oh. much more do we have for lube? What's the, what's the lube budget? What is the lube budget? Uh, we are uh, past our lube. Well, we need more. We are really learning a lot. We will figure this out together. 
Gatorades would be good, too. We are electrolyte-wise light. Uh, that is a, a spicy room, to say the least. It is. The commission, I'm leaving my wife. The commission would like to rule that it likes to watch its buddies fuck. How you doing? So, I'm with you. I, uh... Just no more eye contact. I told you that uh, in the room many times. The commission recommended that the U.S. abolish all pornography laws and let the marketplace regulate the industry. (laughs) Of course. After two years of consideration. After much masturbating, we have decided... This is not only okay, we could go further. Did you hear the one about a man who fucked a pig? That is, we have been murmuring of that for, whoa, (laughs) quite a time. It turns out average people use porn, usually white middle class with a conservative background. After the court victory, the cops eased off and let the Mitchell brothers alone for a while. So they just had to go watch masturbating for a while. Yeah. And nothing... Came of it. Oh, hi. The theater really took off. Now that they had a lot of money, the brothers decided to direct their first feature length film and started looking for their star. <laughs> Marilyn Briggs was a 19 year old, gorgeous, innocent looking blonde who had done a lot of commercial work. She responded to the Mitchell's casting call ad. She was married at the time, but it didn't stop her. Jim and Artie wanted her as soon as they saw her because she was so innocent looking. She held out for twice what they were offering. And they gave that to her, and they gave her points on the movie. And they came up with her stage name, Marilyn Chambers. Sir, uh, you probably expected other people to react like that. Yeah, that was uncomfortable. That was a lonely whistle. you. You better have a bird on your shoulder, otherwise... Whoever you're with is like, I'm getting an Uber. I. <laughs> er, no, you don't. I, I just heard Chambers, and I love where judges go. What's going on? Uh... I can't find my pig. <laughs> the movie Behind the Green Door was based on a short story. Behind the sto- Green Door? You've never heard of Behind the Green Door? No. Holy fuck, you're so innocent. Was that that? Shake- Have you heard of was it? it? Oh, I heard that Shaken Stevens song. <laughs> no. Do you remember that? Like, no. was that behind the green door? Was that? Does anyone remember Shaken Stevens? Was that a thing oh. over here? No, no, oh, it was. <laughs> no, no, yes. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it was just an Australian thing. There was this guy called Shaken Stevens, and he had a song. He was like, mm, mm, mm. it was like an Elvis guy behind the green door. The green. Door. Am I making this up? Well. Even if you are, I mean, it's it's something in Australia. You could make it up. It doesn't matter. We have no idea. We can't. Nobody's going to. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you motherfuckers have heard of Yahoo Serious, but not Shaken Stevens. Yeah. Well, yeah, we've heard of the greats. Uh, yeah, yeah. We know the best. <laughs> Sorry. A Yahoo Serious, Paul Hogan, the list ends. <laughs> Behind the Green Door. Okay, so Behind the Green Door was based on a short story that was shared among soldiers during World War II. That's where your best plots come from for parts. Let me tell y'all a porno. <laughs> That's what they had to do. This, and then she's naked too. 
And then they start kissing and touching each other. And then they fuck. Let's go get them Germans. All right, let's do it. We are fighting for democracy. Hey, boys, before we go out and fight, I want to tell you this story about how a lady fucked three black gentlemen. Hey, guys, gather around. Willie's telling the porn. (laughs) (laughs) Quit eating beans during it. Go ahead, Will. (laughs) Y'all gonna love this porn. I came up with this the other day. This one dude's there to fix the toilet <laughs> but she's married so he figures nothing's gonna go on why would it dude's out guy's fixing the toilet she starts flirting with him well one thing leads to another let's just say toilet's not the only thing getting fucking plunged <laughs> I got a gift I don't know I'm very vivid with them Y'all want to hear another porn? (laughs) This one's nuts. (laughs) (laughs) That that has to have happened at some point. Some guy being like, let me tell you something hot. (laughs) All right. Yeah. There would have been a time for sure. For sure, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here's the here's the here's here's the movie. Here's the movie plot. Okay. A wealthy socialite is taken by force to a sex club. Oh. She is made to have sex with six women dressed in black in front of an audience of masked strangers. She then has sex with professional boxer Johnny Keys. <laughs> who's who's <laughs> I know. I, takes... I'm sorry. I don't mean to make it seem like the pot, plot's confusing. <laughs> I I guess I just need to hear some of it again. Okay. So I'll start from the beginning of the yeah. movie. Sure. Okay. The beginning of the movie. Right. A wealthy socialite is taken by force to a sex club, uh-huh. and then she's made to have sex with six women who are dressed in black in front of an audience of masked strangers. Okay. Right. Right. So so she far. Then, yeah. Okay. Yeah. She then has sex with professional boxer Johnny Keys. <laughs> Right. Uh, it, it, there, it's crazy, and then it's insane. Now he was a a, a black guy, which was a huge deal at the time for uh-huh. a, a black guy to be uh, fucking a white lady on film, or I think at all, or a boxer imagine. in general. It wasn't. It was not a time when boxers did porno. Right. Right. Very controversial. Yeah, that wasn't a big, big. It wasn't a, a usual career path. No. I mean, there had been that movie Cocky, but... That was, yeah, that is a good one. <laughs> After that... <laughs> I love this. I was like, yeah. oh, like, that's your line. Yeah. Fuck off. <laughs> So after she fucks professional boxer Johnny Keys, uh-huh. she is suspended by a trapeze where she blows five men at once. Whoa, now, wait. Hang on, so this now, is now like an American Ninja Warrior or yeah. something. We're talking about the first porno, and they've already blown yeah, but away it most. Sounds, it right. sounds like if Busby Berkeley was like, but, I'm insane about but. sex. And then they synchronize, suck the dick. She'll rotate. In the air. In the air. Waterfall. I mean, it's like the opening ceremony of the Sex Olympics. (laughs) (laughs) 
China's was so weird. Oh. Um, and so watching her uh, blow the five guys on a trapeze, then the audience that's watching uh, breaks into an orgy. What? Um, there are psych- there's a psychedelic sequence with shots of cum flying through the air and several slow-mo cum shots. They all are in a way. Slows to come down more. I want to experience it. It ends with Chambers going outside the club and having sex with someone uh, in an alley, and then and then credits. I mean that's that. Who wanted credits? Yeah, for a start, that feels like an unnecessary final act. I feel yeah. like after then the she trapeze, goes to an alley. why is she just going to an alley for like that? Is like the last the trapeze is the last battle in the final Lord of the Rings movie. Yeah, and the alleyway is Frodo getting on that yeah. fucking boat, and then like, you end on B roll. <laughs> like, why is this still going? Why no, no, no. Trust alley? me. Trust me. Then she gets fucked on a dumpster. <laughs> and it's he, just as amazing. And then you got to wait until after the credits for the teaser for the oh, next one. Oh, get ready. You'll see the character we're going to use in the next one at the end. <laughs> Artie started directing the movie, uh, but the film from the first day, first day of shooting was completely black. So Jim took over and directed it. Wait, what did you mean? Artie, started, Artie was directed the first day, but he must have had the lens cap on or some shit. Like it just, Literally, it w- he shot was, nothing. He shot nothing. So she was like, I'm sorry, I spun around and sucked five dicks. He was like, you did, but good rehearsal, right? I feel like we know, now that when we're there, I feel like, what a champion, too. Right. Uh, the guys are willing to do it again. Right. I don't know why. Uh, they're, they're actually saying they have more takes in right. that. The point is, we need... <laughs> so uh, they made it for sixty thousand dollars in nineteen seventy. It made two million in oh under a year. Oh my god! That was from just three theaters. Wow! Wow! Smelly, oh, horrible theaters. We know it's smelly, but we don't want to hear that it's smelly. Ugh. Oh, God. Uh, the main critique of the film was that it made the theater abso- was smelly. The main critique of the film was that it made absolutely no sense. Even with the alley twist, <laughs> that's M Night Shyamalanish. I've, New term. I, I've seen it six times, and I don't understand why she's blowing guys on trapeze. I saw it coming. You saw. You knew she was going to get on a trapeze and blow no, some guys. No, no, I'm talking about the slow mo jizz. Oh, fair. That was. Fair. Li- I saw it. Fair. All I see. Uh, the first time it was shown, the projector had the reels out of order, and it just made people horny. That's. Wait. Wait. No I one mean, noticed. The... No one noticed. Yeah, well, I, I fucking... assume it wasn't mid-sex scene though, because if that might have been confusing for yeah. people. Like... Yeah. It would probably be better if you started with the alley. I mean, not to note him to death, yeah, but that right. would be a better cut. Yeah, I know. It'd be like, I feel, right. whoa, she could, oh my God, they're masked. They're all fucking sucking five dicks. Wow. <laughs> Instead of being like, yeah, wow. Oh, recycling. Hmm. Playboy called it catnip for young couples. And even the conservative Saturday Review, Review took notice. At this point, Marilyn revealed to the Mitchell brothers 
that she was the face of ivory soap. Oh. I mean, if anything would be handy after that day, it's some soap. <laughs> the reason I bring it up... I mean, is... I feel like it's like, hey, I, like, I spend all my day covered in jizz, but ivory soap. <laughs> For when you need to get the jizz right off. Right away, ivory soap. It's as white as the jizz, ivory soap. Cut. We got it. That is dynamite. Uh... Ivory's not here for the shoot, but I love everything I've heard. Ivory gets the come off. It's perfect. When she was 18, she had gotten the ivory soap gig and posed with a baby. Her face and the baby were on all boxes of ivory soap and newspaper ads all over the country. Well, in a way, though, they're just doing the prequel. (laughs) I like it. Uh, And now she was blowing guys on a trapeze. The Mitchell brothers held a press conference where they told the world the Ivory Soap lady was a porn star in their new film. Ivory Soap did not renew her contract. Did they give a reason? The popularity of the film exploded after the announcement. Now tons of theaters wanted to show it. The Mitchell brothers ended up making between 50 to 80 million from the movie. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's like the Blair Witch Project of, uh, like, fucking... Orgasms. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck movies. Yeah, trapeze Uh, thing. Yeah. Uh, Chambers and the brothers were invited to show it at Cannes. What? The Cannes Film Festival showed Behind the Green Door to a sold-out theater, and it received a standing ovation. Yeah, why are we so... Why I love we... it, the fucking... The fuck... I like that, the part. Oh. I mean, they have literally gone from show she cans to show it at can. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know why we're so hard on the French in this country. They seem to really get it. Showing up at can. Uh, we have uh, no notes. It's uh, fabulous. It is perfect. The only, thing, the only thing I'd say is the Alison could be a little longer, you know? It's... Yes. Maybe, maybe slow down. And slow down the come as they fly. What you do the next time, mm-hmm. get her to fuck a kickboxer and suck nine dicks on a tighter rope. Okay? I think it. Yeah. Really? Oh. Maybe a little beret? <laughs> mm. But then came a a Supreme Court decision ruling that local communities should be able to define their own standards. So, (laughs) theaters that wanted to show the movie could be blocked by local politicians, but the brothers loved to fight and sent their lawyers all over the country to take on various city governments for theaters. Financially, it was always worth it. The movie was a hit in every city it showed, and the trials just increased the film's popularity. That we learn that over and over yeah, again. We really on this do. Podcast. Just when there's when you're just there's a sleeping giant that wakes up. Don't do anything. Yeah, leave just it. Let him kick around for a while. Tuck her out instead of being like, uh, "This is the worst." Listen, everybody, you're all gonna be freaked out, but you can watch people fuck now. Where are you all going? Why are you guys running away, guys? Where is everyone going out the door to the theater? I specifically said, "Y'all want to hear a porn?" <laughs> <laughs> I dreamt a butte last night. <laughs> Two girls. You're in already. <laughs> when, a, when a mobster, Robert DeSavo, started bootlegging copies of the movie, 
The FBI asked the brothers to testify against him. <laughs> DeSalvo's defense was that copyright laws do not extend to pornography, mm-hmm. so there was no crime. An appeals, appeals court ruled for the brothers and behind the green door received a copyright as well as stating it shouldn't be subject to obscenity laws. So, the FBI helped legitimize pornography by inadvertently getting it declared not obscene and copyrightable material. God, I love the FBI. <laughs> it's, it's a real love-hate with those guys. It really is. <laughs> the Mitchell Brothers... They're all or nothing. The Mitchell Brothers uh, started acting like two Okies from Antioch who had struck it rich. Cocaine flowed and... Artie was spending thousands of dollars a day on the drug. They started hanging with stars like Sammy Davis Jr. <laughs> and Hunter S. Thompson. Oh you always God. get the impression if someone had free drugs, fucking yeah. Sammy and Hunter would just fucking yeah. show up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, we're really excited to meet you guys. We're big fans. <laughs> oh, we're huge fans. You guys are big players. Johnny Depp. The Cumbi- Hunter's excited to be here. Yeah. The Comedy Monkey. <laughs> Uh, he was a big sex guy, Sammy Davis Jr. He loved fucking. He was a f- uh, so he's he was just there to fuck ladies. When he died, he said on his deathbed, I, I forget why no. I, I took it out of here, but he said, "Now I can fuck sixteen-year-olds." Wait, like he like Are you he being serious? Yeah, what? that was one of the last things he said. I mean, that's you an gotta... in- that is a very interesting spiritual philosophy. Yeah. <laughs> Like, in what way did he mean that? Like, in heaven, that's what happens? They have driver's licenses in the sky. (laughs) (laughs) What is the angle? What is that? What is that? Oh, there's another question. Not! Right. Oh. Oh. Well, sir. Oh. You know what? When you Thank yelled you. out there was a second part, I, I thought it was going to make it better. <laughs> like, you know, the way it was yelled out seemed to indicate it would contextualize. Oh, it was contextualized. Oh, no, it made it heaps worse. Yeah. It's like. It gave it a lot of context. <laughs> it's like hearing that Kim Kardashian's at your party and you're disappointed, but then you hear she brought Kanye and you're like, oh, fuck. Oh, don't worry. She brought Kanye with her. Oh, what? No, I... Oh, God. And he's drunk, so it'll be fine. He did... He, yeah, that's how you don't get AIDS. What a okay. crazy... Like well, is he on heroin on his deathbed? Yeah. Let's not judge people's final words. Uh, well, I... There are some good ones, though. There are some winners. Yeah, I'm just excited to fuck 16-year-olds. Because I won't get AIDS, babe. Uh, Sammy, go die. Sammy, die. Sammy, die. You know, I always wanted a bunny to jerk me off. Sammy, go die already. Yeah. Do you think maybe he'd been trying to come up with some cool last words, like, you know, Oscar Wilde, either these curtains go or I do sort of, and he's like, I want to fucking nail it. So he goes with a really good one, but he just doesn't die. So then he has to toss up another one, and he's been going for like a day and a half, and he finally gets to, now I get to fuck 16-year-olds, because I won't get out. No, wait. It's being sarcastic. (laughs) I always like dog penis, but... Sammy? <laughs> Let's never speak of this. The Mitchell brothers made more movies with Marilyn. Resurrection Eve, Sodom and Gomorrah. 
but then she met Chuck Trainer, who had just divorced uh, Linda Lovelace. He said he would make Marilyn a star, and she split from Jim and Artie and went with Trainer. The Mitchell brothers then made a documentary about her without her permission, using previously unseen footage uh, from her shoots to make the movie. Uh. Yep. At this point, the brothers discovered a new cash flow, uh, live entertainment. They had taken a trip to New York City and went to a strip club and saw something that they'd never seen before. <laughs> I mean, at this stage, it's hard to imagine what that was. But, yeah. I, would, I would suggest everybody grip, grip their chair. Thank God they're cushiony. This is... Uh, four naked women came onto the stage and laid down near the edge and spread their legs. Between them were piles of tissues. Then men in the theater... Between the legs? Between the... Yeah. Or between the women? I think between the legs. Okay. All right. The men in the theater then lined up. Yeah. Mm. Good response. <laughs> For one by one, they would go up and wipe each of the women's vaginas with a tissue and then lick them. <laughs> it's, at least they clean it first. I it's mean, not I as. I mean, firstly, you say one by one, but how was that order allocated? It's like when like you get the body of Christ early, in church. Had, uh... It's what? I'm, I'm just saying, even though that's a weird thing, I would still want like to go earlier rather than later in the process. Yeah. Like, did you have to book? Could you book like to get in early, or would you have to get there at four to be like first it's, on the yeah, list? Like concert first. tickets. Yeah. And then some guys like, can I go last? Right. Well, if you get you get there at noon and then they give out wristbands. Right. Oh, right. Uh, God damn it, I'm number 18. <laughs> and fucking Robert has the worst breath. Sorry. <sighs> okay, so the men would go down the line like a conveyor belt, kissing what? one vagina, then wiping the next one. Someone thought that up and it worked, and I hate men. I don't even get it. I don't know why anybody... Who who wins? No one wins. Everybody's sad. It's like a sad factory. Everybody's like, "Uh, no, 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 not enough of any... There are too much. It's not enough. I... Hey, Bob, man, there's this great thing I'm doing now. You want to come down? I don't want to tell you what it is, but just trust me. It's fucking great. Hey, let me ask you this. Have you ever had five ice cream cones with your friends and each licked the other ones once and that was it? Nope. I don't have any more things to say to you. Here's a general tip. If you're doing something sexual where you think your dog would look away in shame... (laughs) (laughs) I just... I would just... I would be in line just, like, crying. That's what you use the Kleenex. I'm wet too. I uh... I feel like that's what the tissues are actually for. Yeah. The crying yeah. about the bad decisions everybody in this situation has made. Also, it's tissues. What? I, what are you? What is the plan here? Oh, don't worry. They erase everything. <laughs> the tissues. They're tissues. You know how they are. They get everything. They're tissues. They don't flake. And it'll be perfect. And it'll be. 
Put it on moisture, and it really does exactly what you need in this situation. Now, you tell me there's rolls of bounty. I'm listening. No, I think it's it's like you're wiping the other guy's saliva off. I think it's like keeping you from getting a cold. (laughs) A cold? (laughs) Nobody in this fucking place is worried about the flu. Wait a minute. Is that... (laughs) Do you have a cold? Uh, I'm not contagious anymore. (laughs) I swear. I'll just put the lighter on it for a second. I'm not sick anymore. I'm not. <laughs> this is the lake he took us to swim in. It's your city. <sighs> the brothers returned with the goal of transforming live entertainment like they had film. They tore no. up the theater. <laughs> like, I mean, that is a lofty way of explaining yeah. two fucking guys who saw some guys kiss some women's vaginas and came home and went, we're going to revolutionize entertainment as we know it. No, you're getting some tissues. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> yeah. So they tore up their theater and built booths where customers would get private shows behind one-way mirrors. They called it the Ultra Room. The shows were just weird enough that they were both sexual and a spectacle. It was an immediate financial success. A reporter from the Chronicle reviewed one of the shows, writing it was pure genius. Wow. What what is happening? Uh, uh, Hey, uh, uh, hey boss, I'm going to go down and uh, and, uh, do a review of a a show. It's a show where uh, there's naked ladies. Wait, what is it? It's na- there's a naked lady behind a... You do, you do movie reviews. No, uh, You're yeah, a critic. But sometimes I'm, I get into live, live stuff. <sighs> All right, look, you're rubbing your pants again, and we've like been over this a number of... It's hot in here, right? Yeah, no. Let me review it. <sighs> oh, I'm going to need some tissue. What? For movie, movie tissue. Movie tissue? Oh, yeah. I'm so hot right now. Uh, get out. <laughs> okay, I'm going to go, go review it. Yeah, no, you won't be here long. It's pure genius. Wait, you, you can't go in there with that attitude. You're a critic. Trust me. This... Not only are you going to weird stuff, but you're biased. <laughs> On two levels, you should be fired. I mean, do you like pussy? Get out. Because I'm biased. Because <laughs> I love it. I like to lick it in a line with like nine guys. Uh-huh. All right. We're not sharing lunches. They should sell it now, at ice cream trucks. Um, they should go around. Please, just, I I've said go like vagina eight truck. times. And I, mean, I mean leave. And it just pulls up. I'm asking then, you to go. And then you give a guy Actively a saying I want no more of this. And a little door comes Over up. it, don't need it anymore. And then you Get, get out, shut the door. And then you Stop going it. to these places, I'm done. You don't it. talk, I'm being serious. And then the You're truck, getting fired. And then the I'm truck drives you. off. You're fired, leave. But it's got a I'll call the cops, I'm not fucking around, leave. It's got it. it's shut not, the door, get out, get out, get out. It's not the same Get out As the ice cream Get out It's not the same as the ice cream I don't cream. want to hear anymore Leave The music's I'm different I'm done with you No The music's Stop different Stop it now The music I'm not fucking playing games The truck comes I'm gonna kill myself And the music is like I have rope I'm putting it over the pipe And then My uncle taught me how to tie a noose And then I'm lacing it Pussy truck It's over here. my throat 
Pussy chest. I'm on the chair. So, six months later, police raided the theater and arrested six people. They were only given citations, but the Mitchell brothers still fought them. And were there did, more than six people in there? Uh, probably yeah. not. So they're just like six dudes are like, wait, why? What's happening? But why? My buddy. Um, uh, and they decided to take it further. After the raid, the uh, Mitchell brothers uh, began allowing patrons to bury their faces in the vaginas of dancers for short periods of time. Get a five count. Five count. One, two, three. Uh, From the uh, top. They, you count backwards. <laughs> yeah, smoke five, four, three, two, one. Out of the vagina. Uh, five, four, three, two, one. Lift off. I'm off. Uh, they had a few live sex shows with men and women, which was a huge, uh, huge no-no. It was okay for a wo- woman to have sex on stage, but not a man. I, I love how in the, in the entire history of this podcast... The double standard. Oh, it never and fucking now, ends. Now it's like a man can't do it. That's messed up. Ladies, right this way, please. I don't want to see any dick on stage. It's disgusting. A man will embarrass himself. Get the tissues, girls. Get out there. You know the drill. Come on. You always want. You always say you want to be equal. We're being generous. Uh, and then word got out and there were lines down the block knowing the past raids had not worked police held off and city officials mainly supervisor Diane Feinstein worked to limit where theaters would open but liberal mayor George Moscone would only agree to a four month moratorium on opening new strip clubs this just emboldened the Mitchells they opened the Copenhagen, Copenhagen intimate room this was a large room with a few men sitting in dark uh, on pillows with mirrors behind their backs. They would hold flashlights. Naked what women. What is happening? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I know like, we're just getting in the deep uh, end, yeah, but what are I you mean, saying? Come on, slow down, MacGyver. This seems un- <laughs> Honestly. unnecessarily fucking complicated. I need a fucking oh. mirror now. Uh, be and then there's, there's two not- pulleys and yeah. two guys with sand. Now, stick with me. Right. It's only begun to get complicated. Naked women would come out and Uh have sex with each other, lit only by the flashlights. Right. Afterward. Like, they were ghost stories? Yeah. Ooh. I'm going to tell you a ghost porno. (laughs) A gorno. I got the best gornos. This one's insane. Y'all like spirit bangs? Keisha. Wasn't she the one who fucked the ghost in the episode? Oh, fuck. I don't remember. Who fucked the ghost? Anna Nicole Smith had three. sex with a ghost. Kesha. Kesha. Kesha also. Kesha. I thought when you said her name, yeah. I had no idea who you meant. She fucked the ghost. You didn't remember Ke- that? No, episode? I know that she did. No, yeah. I know Kesha did. Kesha, no. I'm not familiar with. I don't, I don't know. I didn't know what her name was because I don't listen to that kind of music. Um, well, be, well, have, uh, I'll have you know that brain. Kesha is actually very related to a tale like this because she. You, hashtag Kesha. I'm with her. Team Kesha. Team K. Honest to God. You're with me. We all yeah, she has a fuck yeah, man. We text I, about this all the time. Exactly. Yeah. We both get up in the morning feeling like P. Diddy. Yeah. We fucking know it. Yeah. She has a that's a that's a Kesha song. I yeah. I understand that you're yeah. too cool to know that, but that is a Kesha song. So um, just on the way home, yeah, she when wakes you realize, up in the morning feeling yeah. like P. Diddy. I don't want to know you guys. 
so the, the women would come out and have sex. They'd do the flashlights. Afterward, the women would crawl over to or the men, do a handstand before resting their feet on the mirrored walls behind the men, putting their vagina just inches from the men's faces. Why the mirror? The Copenhagen why rule. The, why the mirror? It's just an advance. To prove that the girls were vampires. It's... <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. What? Thank yeah. you. <laughs> then, they own, then they opened the New York Live Room, which was just a basic strip club with the cine stage where one could watch porno flicks, but uh, was also the stage for big headliners like Marilyn Chambers. Okay. The dancers were making $25 uh, a dance or act, but the Mitchells were sex innovators and they had a new idea. They held a meeting and told the dancers they weren't going to be happy, but all the dancers were going to be paid minimum wage from now on and uh, would get tips by going into the audience and sitting on men's laps. That's not going to work out. (laughs) They were right. The Mitchell brothers saved money and the dancers doubled their salaries, making around $400 a night. This revolutionized stripping. It was a... (laughs) Just the tip. It was... So, like, how, like, as men, just how terrible are we? The worst. That's all it takes. Like, go and sit on their laps. I'll give you more money. We will. Uh, But what if they don't have money? They will have money, and they will spend money they don't have. Really? You think I'm 100% they don't care about anything else? They're here. And men. So it was a firing offense to fuck an audience member, so a new type of dancing evolved to get tips. While sitting on laps, the dancers found a way to stroke their customers' crotches with their butt cheeks, sometimes bringing them to orgasm. The lap dance was born. Right here in San Francisco. Congratulations. Congratulations. Then in November 1978... It is just, again, I mean, it... Uh, these are innovations, but they are just continuing to find out how to touch guys' dicks further. Right. And they're acting like, oh, I think the more we touch their dicks, the more stupid decisions they're making. Hmm. I'm reading about people who revolutionized dick, yeah. dicks and vaginas. Yeah. In November 1978, former Supervisor Dan White walked into Mayor George Moscone's office and shot him to death. He then walked to the office of Supervisor Harvey Milk, the nation's first outspoken gay politician, and killed him. Feinstein was now mayor. Within months, the O'Farrell was being raided again. In the biggest police raid, uh, they arrested 29 people, 7 dancers, 7 staffers, and 15 members of the audience. Police also found a 45 caliber submachine gun with a long illegal banana clip two rifles, a sawed-off shotgun, and several other weapons, and uh, a bag of weed and cocaine. But the warrant didn't cover guns or drugs, so... (laughs) Shit. It would have taken five more minutes. (laughs) Oh, God. Has no one here seen Law & Order? But also, like... Isn't that a hilarious loophole? Oh. That, like when you're arresting someone for some other crime, yeah. if your warrant doesn't cover some other shit. Yeah. So well, like, you're lucky. Yeah, well, the warrant doesn't cover illegal dwarf fighting, so that's fine. We didn't know what was going on in here. 
So the car theft is fine. All the stuff with dwarves is okay. The cocaine is fine. The gun's okay. But the sex, we... It, no. <laughs> Will you guys admit to doing this? Damn it. Airtight. I would have said no, too. They're good. They know, they know the law. They get law. The brothers responded by putting the mayor's office uh, phone number on their marquee every day. When she would change it, they would update it. And the angry callers kept calling. But in June 1980, the brothers held a press conference to announce they were shutting down. Uh, The Mitchell uh, brothers were then hit with prostitution charges. Near the end of that year, the club reopened. Kennedy had moved to New York, and his fees were enormous, so they hired Paul uh, Halvanik the head of Northern California's chapter of the ACLU. The San Francisco prosecutor was Bernard Walter, a former Buddhist monk who hated pornography. That matches up. (laughs) Walter sent... (laughs) Not a lot in the monastery. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess there's some lonely time. The sound of one hand slapping. (laughs) There's one monk who had stories. (laughs) And the lily pad touched him. So hot. We are all the pig. Walter. To be the water. Walter sent undercover officers to take pictures in the club with infrared cameras. (laughs) What? With, he brought infrared, yeah, yeah, infrared yeah. cameras to dark. No, you yeah. don't want infrared cameras or those blue light cameras. Uh, blue, yeah. blue. Like. Well, those Gordon Ramsay hotel hell cameras. You don't want one of those. <laughs> That's your semen! <laughs> oh, man. Well, you're going to be surprised. We found a lot of ejaculate. Uh, Welcome to this season of Gordon Ramsay's former porno theater hell. <laughs> it's all, all semen! It's wall not, to wall! Look at this. It's not good semen. It's old. <laughs> you want a better consistency? It should be like a risotto. <laughs> Um, so uh, in court Walter said the photos showed dancers rubbing uh, crotches with their hands but Judge Ira Brown did not agree he didn't see it also I'll need the address of this location again (laughs) he ruled nothing illegal was going on and the club could stay open so Walter sent more more under <laughs> I reckon Ira Brown like that club, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Once you've done Ira Brown, you're not going down. <laughs> so Walter sent more undercover police to the club to find anything they could. After eighteen months What <laughs> well, it's so obvious. <laughs> it's hey, just... uh, hey boss, can I do the uh can I take co- uh do the theater shift yeah. again? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but uh, how's the investigation going? I'm I'm dehydrated. From what? What? I need 20s. More? Yeah, like 8,000. Didn't I ask you to get out? Just getting in. No, I said leave. Some of these girls. I was clear. I bring four pairs of underwear. I think I'm dead. I bring four pairs of underwear for every shift. Oh, gosh. But I'm getting a lot of information. What's our diaper budget? 
Yeah, you're right. You guys are. Oh, they're right. Diapers is a bit too far. So, um, so after 18 months, he charged the brothers with disobeying Judge Brown's order and being in contempt of court. And the Mitchell brothers were actually worried this time. And they made changes. They installed plexiglass in the booths of the Ultra Room, posted no tipping signs, stopped lap dances, and made the dancers wear clothing if they weren't on stage. Walter said, quote, in a very quiet way, the city has gained a major victory. The brothers were found guilty on the contempt charge and sentenced to six months in jail. They fought the judgment and took the case all the way to the state Supreme Court, who ruled Jim and Artie should have had a jury trial, and the conviction was dropped. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Tipping and lap dances were back. <laughs> but over their lives, Jim was arrested 190 times and Artie whoa, 100 whoa. And 186 times. Whoa! <laughs> Hall of Fame! <laughs> Those are top-notch numbers. In the criminal justice system, there are two separate yet equally important bobs. <laughs> bob, bob. <laughs> <laughs> So, Law and Order San Francisco, it's just them every week. Bob, bomb, 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 bomb. What do we got? Another guy dehydrated. Bob, bomb, bomb. So maybe the brothers were a little bitter. They couldn't let it go. They kept fucking with the city's establishment. In 1983, Queen Elizabeth visited San Francisco. This is not a good start. This is. If this involves tissues, yeah. I um I demand a lap dance. <laughs> uh, the brothers held the press conference the day before the Queen was to ride. Uh, okay, no more going right. to their press conferences. That seems rational. So the Queen was supposed to ride around uh, the bay on a ship, and they said they were deploying the Irish Republican Navy. That was the name that they had given hundreds of seagulls that the brothers were going to feed pounds of mackerel to, hoping one would shit on the queen. I mean, you can't gotta, fault their plan. Yeah, you can't. You got to support them. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. My only note, my only note is laxatives. I think more assuring. The reporters... That the, is unbelievable. The reporters at the press conference were... You got to dream big. <laughs> The reporters at the press conference were in hysterics, and the next day, the queen wore a blue and white polka dot dress, and Jim and Artie declared victory. (laughs) Wait, she She wore a polka dot dress, so if she got shit on, it wouldn't show up. She still sees shit. It's the weird melting polka dot. (laughs) I don't know if it's a victory lap time. I I agree with the victory lap. Marilyn Chambers... Smudge it in to look like a spot. Hurry. Marilyn Chambers returned to the club uh, to perform. She had now married Chuck, Chuck uh, uh, Trainer. Chuck Trainer. Uh, he had her live as a porn star 24-7 to, you know, help the business. Sure. For example, if the couple ordered room service, Chambers would have to answer the door naked and give uh, a blowjob as a tip. What? It's just, that's what we do. That she was like, I do this all the time. It's a... Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, she, that, she, that, that, I don't think that's right. Cause we're when, on record. Yeah. Because when Gareth did that yesterday, that did not work at all. So The guy didn't even bring ketchup back. Right. 
I mean, it, you were there. But I was there. Well, I was That's there. why they have the hole in the thing. Anyway. <laughs> Thank you, traveler. Traveler? <laughs> um, when she headlined the O'Farrell, it was, a, it was a huge deal. I'll do 45. Uh, yeah. All new. The show was shocking. At her first performance, one of the dancers working with her left the stage before it was finished, crying. After she had shoved her arm up Chambers' ass, almost reaching the elbow. Not Chambers' elbow. And I... No. Thank God. It's, that's the it's only, a small victory. It's literally the only thing that could have made that sentence worse. Jesus. I mean, it's just a stage show, guys. Keeping it real, you know what I mean? Ugh. I mean, the show I, I, is called you know, Feel the Magic. I mean, I, I guess she couldn't help but feel the magic. Although, so, technically, if it was magic, she would have pulled a rabbit out. When... It, it doesn't sound like magic. It sounds like shitty ventriloquism. Right. <laughs> uh, what do you think, Marilyn? Ow! <laughs> We're like this all the time. <laughs> Marilyn, you flew in today. Are your arms tired? Ow! <laughs> We're a regular odd couple, the two of us. She says, ow, I have setups. So the show began with Chambers dancing through the crowd in a rhinestone dress. Uh, then got, she got naked on stage, laid on her back, shoved steel balls up her ass, and slowly pulled them out. After that, two dancers went down on her until she orgasmed. Then the theater would go dark, and the crew would spray warm water from squirt guns onto the audience. The theater went dark before the lights were turned off, Dave. The show (laughs) ended with Marilyn walking through the audience, letting the crowd finger bang her and someone eat her out. What is going on? It's show business! That was originally how Ellen was going to start her talk show. It's true. A lot of, a lot of people don't know. We have that. two notes, oh. and they're big. <laughs> they're big ones. I, who, go, who goes to that? Seriously, like, and who would be... Who would just like, oh, may I? Excuse it's me. It's an uh, honor. An absolute honor. I enjoyed your movies. It is an absolute pleasure and honor. Ha. Oh. Honey, wow. I, honey, I had the greatest night tonight. I'm starstruck. <laughs> Do you mind if I touch my little hippo on it? <laughs> oh, I already did. <laughs> Halfway into the week-long engagement, the police raided the theater. Undercover cops had been surveying and were said to be in a state of shock. Chambers, her dancers, and several audience members were handcuffed and booked. The uh, local newspaper columnist Warren Hinkle was there and was disgusted by the reaction of the police. (laughs) How dare you! This is perfect! (laughs) On what grounds are you weirded out? Oh, maybe. If you're freaked out, then use a tissue. Oh, good lord. Didn't you know they erase sin? He, uh, Hinkle wrote about it, and two weeks later, he was arrested for walking his dog without a leash. Very, yeah. Yeah. The arrest of Hinkle led to horrible press for the cops. While Hinkle attacked them in columns, citizens called the police furious about Chambers' arrest. The DA finally dropped the charges. 
The Board of Supervisors then stripped the police of their control over licensing of new strip clubs and voted to have them pay the Mitchell brothers $14,000 in restitution for damage that occurred during the Chamber's raid. Wow. I mean. I mean. (laughs) The police stopped uh, Only once. The police then stopped surveying the club. Yeah. Well, it seems like it's time to move on. Uh, they never raided the theater again. Once the brothers realized they were in the clear, they went back to breaking the law and started allowing customers to get hand jobs. Right? That's what when you wash dishes, right? Right. Hand jobs. Artie uh, and Jim bought a yacht and started a commercial fishing business. Of course. It's the next logical step. <laughs> That's what we always wanted to do. That's what this is always about. Well, it's the next logical move for us. The end game is snapper. We're shrimpers. They part. Uh, they partied constantly with uh, people. Like I said, Hunter S. Thompson, Sammy Davis Jr. They got uh, married to dancers. Oh, where did this? Um, so uh, Artie uh, uh, was doing a thousand dollars of coke every day and sleeping with anyone, especially the dancers. He was known to have sex with the dancers before they performed, right as they were about to walk on stage. Um, I would imagine that would delay the. Give it up for Rusty. Wait, Rusty? Is that, a, is that a female stripper? Yeah, she's Rusty. <laughs> I mean, hey, really. everybody, it's me, Rusty. Rusty. You know me, yeah. always needing a little oil. Now give Mama a second to loosen up, and then we're going to have a show. Keep that pull away from me. Uh, <laughs> Rusty. Oh, sorry, babe. That hip ain't going to stop popping, so either you're in or you're out. <laughs> Throw money in it. Mama needs Medicare. Mm. <laughs> oh, sorry, I'm getting some Epsom salt on you. That's, I did it. Yeah. Well, you know how bath pillows are. <laughs> oh. Well, Rusty's time's almost done, and I don't just mean stripping. I gotta go do my insulin test. All right. <laughs> Oh, don't mind those band-aids. Come on, striker, let's go. Just rusty being rust. Mama's gonna take a cat nap. Artie's second marriage then fell apart, and he started uh, dating dancer Alisa Flores, later known as Missy Manners. Missy was the daughter of a vice president at the University of Utah and a former aide to Senator Orrin Hatch. Mormon, okay. Mormoning. She moved to the Bay Area for graduate school, where she entered the Miss Nude America contest. Big. Someone's out of Utah. Yeah. Uh, she then entered an amateur dance contest at the theater and won. She met Artie that night. They started calling each other regularly. Their first date was uh, full of long conversations and ended with them making love on his living room floor. Beautiful. It's Magic. Gorgeous. It's go- yeah, it's gorgeous. Magic. Missy had thought she'd found her soulmate, but on their second date, Artie showed up w- wasted in a limo full of Rajneesh devotees. Oregon. I don't think that's a red flag. Remember Oregon? I don't think that's an issue, yeah. After Missy got in, Artie was mean to her, calling her a slut and a swine, and she started to cry. He then grabbed her hair and slapped her. Oh, well. Second date. Can't say mad at him. This is, second, this is what you're doing. Charmed his way out of that one. But he has... Uh, <laughs> She said she was going to leave, and Artie said uh, she didn't have the guts, so she stayed. Uh. I mean, look, this is how relationships are built. 
They went to a restaurant and drank endless amounts, and Missy then crawled under the long table and gave every man and woman in the party head. (sighs) You guys are so uptight. (laughs) Have you never been to Benihana? Oh, God. Very similar. Uh, The two became inseparable after that. (laughs) How could they not? How could they not? Uh, she did the drugs Artie did and fucked all the same people Artie did. At this time, Artie was known as Party Artie or Party Hardy Artie. Better. Last one's better. Artie was in charge of the social part of the Mitchell Brothers' business. The social party of the Artie party. Yeah. In 1985, the Mitchell Brothers made Behind the Green Door the sequel in one 16-hour day. Oh, that poor girl. Ugh. Holy fuck. And I mean that literally. That's... Can I leave through the green door? No. <clears throat> It was to be the first big-budget porn that featured all the performers having safe safe sex, and Missy was to be the star. But Missy didn't want to be filmed in any way that showed penetration. That's bad bad for a porn. Yeah. The movie had lots of awkward protected sex with lots of rubber gloves and condoms and multiple sex scenes with an obese woman. Strangely, it was a huge failure. (laughs) Hustler magazine called it the disappointment of the year. (laughs) Well, that, I mean, from Hustler... We are now going to announce Hustler's Disappointment of the Year. Larry Flint isn't it this year. (laughs) (laughs) Then on the night it premiered at the O'Farrell Theater, Artie, high on coke, walked in front of the news crews and screamed repeatedly, Fuck Ed Meese! Until he was pulled away by Jim. Ed Meese was Ronald Reagan's White House Chief of Staff, (laughs) who had created a commission looking to shut down pornography. When the movie failed, Artie pretty much gave up on contributing to the business. He would go uh, start the day by drinking half uh, a pint that was, uh, sorry, three-quarters vodka, a quarter orange juice. He said, quote, if I go to work or not, I still end up making the same amount of money, so what the fuck? That's what we keep saying. (laughs) Jim tried to cut off Artie's drug money, and Artie responded by doing stuff like threatening to firebomb the theater. Unless they paid him thousands of dollars, and Jim would always end up giving him the money. When Missy started to make a name for herself in the porn business, Artie acted out, not hiding that he was cheating on her. At one point, he clawed her face, and that was it. She was done with him. She continued to see and, sp- see and speak to Arnie uh, until he knocked her down during an argument. Jim got sick of the porn business and started an anti-war newspaper called News Wars with Warren Hinkle. Obviously. America was gearing up for the first Iraq war, and Jim was inspired by the movement against it. But Jim was doing it without Artie. Artie started carrying a 9mm and a fanny pack. (laughs) You you can't do one without the other. That is, at the same time, so intimidating and not intimidating at all. (laughs) I've got a gun in my fanny pack. (laughs) What'd you say, motherfucker? Hang on, they're my keys. Sorry, that's my banana. Sorry, that's my tissues. Sorry. Sorry. Um, Hold on, it's in here somewhere. Anyway, it's in this Bill billfold, change. Why do I have doggy bags? Oh, God, I don't even have a dog. I think I brought the wrong pack. (laughs) (laughs) He'd pull the gun out and wave it around when he got really wasted. (laughs) Good. Why not party with that guy? Uh, he kept saying he'd enter rehab, but he never did. On February 27th of 1991, Jim said he was done and he was going to divorce Artie, uh, cutting him out of the business. He had a lawyer call up Artie and tell him 
uh, if he didn't shape up, the brothers would be going their separate ways. He was just trying to push Artie to sober, sober up. Artie called. Uh, Artie responded by calling the theater and threatening to blow Jim's girlfriend's brains out. So that's fine. Yeah, I mean that's a sign fine that you should go to, to rehab. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Not necessarily. He called a few hours later to apologize, but uh, she wouldn't accept his apology. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> that afternoon, Artie's ex-wife pulled a gun on his girlfriend. It's totally happenstance. I might have to go pee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know. We're almost done. We're almost done. <sighs> he then got... <sighs> Let me go. He then, no, we, no you'll okay. be fine. He then got into an argument with his mother. After that, Artie called Jim's house and left a message that ended with, quote, I'm going to kill you first, motherfucker. Jim came home that night and heard the message. He told his girlfriend he was going to take care of Artie and uh, called a friend to meet him. He left, grabbing his son's 22 gauge rifle before heading out. Artie was naked in bed with his girlfriend, Julie, when they heard the door open and a gun being fired. Artie put on his pants, yelled, who's there, and then ran out, to the ho- out into the hallway holding a beer bottle. Oh, my God. <laughs> if I hear a gunshot and someone coming into my house, I'm fucking coming at you with a beer bottle. Smart. Uh, there were more gunshots and a scream. Julie found Artie dead. He had been shot three times. Jesus. A, a police officer was driving close by and saw Jim walking down the street with a stiff right leg. <laughs> the cop yelled to Jim, and Jim started walking faster, ignoring him. I'm fine. The the cop then chased and found Jim hiding behind a car, pulling the rifle out of his pants. He was charged with murder. He hired Kennedy again. Kennedy's defense was that Jim went to Artie's house to scare him. If he wanted Artie to die, he wouldn't have done anything as Artie was bound to kill himself. Worst lawyer ever. <laughs> the jury rejected the murder charge but found Jim guilty of voluntary manslaughter. He was sentenced to six years but only served three. After he got out, he started the Artie Fund, which collected money for a local rehab facility. The Artie Party Hardy Fund. <laughs> uh, Jim died in 2007 of a heart attack. He was buried next to his brother in Antioch. One of Jim's uh, sons, James Mitchell, was arrested in 2008 after he uh, killed the mother of his child with a baseball bat on his daughter's first birthday party. Thanks for the ending, Dave. Uh, uh... Yeah, he got 35 years for that because it was a party. An already hardy party, Mark. An already hardy party, party. You shouldn't cool. kill. You shouldn't kill. No, uh, we're against that on this podcast. We've been very. We've said this for a while, but you shouldn't kill people with a bat at a, birth, a kid's birthday party. Don't do it. Well, yeah, thank you. Thank applaud. you for coming. Yeah, don't. <laughs> oh, someone's got to pee. Wait, we'll sign and take pictures and stuff like that right out there in a little bit. A little I'm about while. to piss my pants. You guys wrap it up better than that. That's the worst ending I've ever seen to a show. He planned that at the start. This was all a long con. <laughs> Thank you, America. This has been The Dollop. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this uh, 
this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army, to join me for. I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th, Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th, Adelaide, November 16th, Canberra, November 17th, Brisbane, November 18th, and then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it. Let's see you there. Hey there, people listening to The Dollop. Uh, this is Gareth. Yes, the same guy. I Listen, I have a new podcast called We're Here to Help that I'm doing with my friend Jake Johnson. It's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't, but we try to help people with problems that are important to them. You can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts, and it is out right now. So go listen to We're Here to Help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help 